Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. And this podcast is brought to you by the LMG Podcast Network. And today I got my I got a regular back. I got my boy Pat and Patty Pat in the building. We're back. Guess who's yeah. back? Back again. <laughs> Pat is back. Tell a friend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had to bring Pat back in. Uh, always fun to have my guests in. So, you know, Pat is a regular. So we'll kind of break down some stuff today. Uh, matches of the week. Uh, I saw a few matches that I thought were good, but none like to shout out all the way. Um, and oh, we'll kind of... I got one. I got one. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I got go one. Ahead. Uh, Gunther and Gable happened this week on Monday. Did that happen Monday? Yeah, that was this Monday. I thought so. I thought it was last week too. And I was going through again. I rewatched it. I was like, oh, that happened this week. I mean, it was a count out victory, but it, like the match itself was just. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I, I put it on my last week, but I guess I watched it. That makes sense. Okay. Cause I did it. I usually do my podcast before the latest episode of Raw, but I did it after. So I got to count it in there. But yeah, it definitely was a, a fire match with a great finish that we haven't really seen that much. Uh, and it made both people look good. You know what I mean? Um, I'm hoping. We'll talk about payback, but hopefully that'll be on payback. We'll see. Um, all right, let's talk about Elephant in the Room, All In, AEW All In. Now, full transparency, I have not watched it. As of this recording, I have not watched AEW All In yet, right? Um, me and Pat were talking about before the air. Like, I kept up with the updates, but I have not fully watched it. So I don't feel like I can give a thorough breakdown of how things went. Um, but it looked it looked like a dope, a dope uh event, right? Yeah, from what I I'm same thing. I I'll probably watch it at some point, if not the full thing, just you know little clips they get posted yeah. from you know some of the matches or whatever. But um, from what I was reading, I think uh FTR won. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, spoiler alert. Sorry, my bad. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> uh, I know by now. And then CM Punk beat Samoa Joe. Apparently, that was another really good one. Yeah. Um. But I just think I think we would talk about it off the air too. There's just so many matches that like you got to have three four hours. Just nobody right. talk to you, nothing to do, just to sit down and like thoroughly yeah. watch that 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 pay per view. Which I don't blame them. I mean, it's a big one. Wembley, first time in however many years since yeah. a wrestling event's been held there. So <clears throat> it definitely makes sense. I mean, like you said, it's a ton of matches, and I feel like the build wasn't great. Like. Um, other than MJF, Adam Cole, probably not even really that one. Like, there really wasn't a ton of great builds. Like, the builds kind of felt like, like sometimes with WWE with WrestleMania, like they'll have like their main match, but then they'll be trying to find ways to get people on WrestleMania to say they had a WrestleMania match. And so they kind of some of the stuff, but even, but I mean, honestly, it's just like the, um, Perry versus Hook match like that. I guess that was kind of built, but I don't really care about that matchup, honestly. Um, yeah, I like that Hook, really is not a care. yeah, Hooks. I like Hook too, but yeah, like, that's not a to me that doesn't scream like big pay per view event match, so right? They could have put it at all out, give it another week, yeah, or I mean, maybe on on uh, Friday night on Rampage, maybe that might have been a good spot. For <laughs> I feel like it, it maybe deserved a collision. Collision's been kind of struggling lately, so like, throw that on Collision. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
We don't need that. We uh, it's a few yeah. of these matches that we just didn't need. like TBS title. I think was defended. I don't know. Like it was just. Mm. I think the opening, from what I heard, the opening, uh, the pre-show matches weren't great, but then the main show matches were good, which kind of makes sense. I'm mainly just invested in the MJF Adam Cole storyline, but other than that, I'm like, you know, who knows? I, I know the acclaimed beat um, uh, House, House of Black. Black. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, I like House of Black, so I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, bro. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely break it down at a later date. But just at this point, haven't been able to watch it. Um, but obviously, the big news of the week, we had some um, some devastating passings, or some wrestling, um, you know, dare I say, legends who passed. Unfortunately, we had Terry Funk first, who um, passed away earlier this week. This past week, anyways, and then the next day we had Bray Wyatt pass, um, unfortunately, unexpectedly. So, yeah, man, it's it's tough out here for wrestlers, man. It sucked. Yeah, I uh, remember I was scrolling through Instagram, and I actually like found out from you because you posted on your story. Yeah, I was like what? I at first I didn't believe it, but at the same time, like I know knowing you. As a person, yeah. I know, like, you're not just going to post something random right. until you, like, fact check it. Like, you feel comfortable with the source or whatever. And so I was like, hold on. So I was, like, scrolling through more. And I saw Triple H's uh, post about it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is real. Right. It's just, like, I. it's still, even the next day, I was like, okay. Like, it's not. And then it just more came out about it. And I was like, that's tough, man. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's something nobody expected because like you heard he was dealing with health issues but i just thought it was like you know sore body like something like that and it Mm -hmm. probably turned out to be a little bit more right yeah i definitely thought he bounced back i don't think anybody was like i heard a few reports like rumors that people were like worried about his health like going the wrong direction but like that wasn't you know what i mean i think even his dad came out and said something against that i don't know but yeah, I think his yeah. dad said he was actually like gearing up for a return. Yeah, like, they yeah. were. He was like a couple steps away from being able to come back. Right, right. Um, That's what I'm saying. I think people like were down, got optimistic again, and then boom, got hit with the final, you know, blow. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's unfortunate. I'll, I'll touch on Terry Funk first. Like Terry Funk for me, I always love like the historical guys, the old school guys who, you know, went from territory to territory you know, reinvented himself plenty of times. Like, early on, he was, like, the very, like, clean baby face, held the NWA title, and then he turned into this, like, extreme wrestling hardcore legend, you know what I mean, Terry Funk. And so, you know, overseas in Japan, even here at home, it's it's crazy. So I've always respected Terry Funk. I always love, like, there's not many old guys. Like, it's weird to have, like, a bunch of old, like, an older guy who still can get it done in the ring and who can still, like, you don't want to see if you're if you have to go at a hardcore match. You do not want to go against Terry Funk. So, um, did you have any thoughts on Terry? Um, yeah, he. Fun fact: he his career span uh, was fifty years. That was five decades that he wrestled. Yeah. So that was uh, I was watching the tribute video earlier, and they said span that spanned five decades. I was like, holy shit! Right. Um, one of my favorite things of him there's two of them one was he went uh, he was chainsaw charlie and he came into the royal rumble and like he oh, had the yeah. chainsaw and everything and i yeah. got like 
sock or whatever on his face. And it was like, right. oh, it was, it was hilarious to me. And then that Hell in the Cell match with Undertaker and uh, Mankind oh, yeah. came out and Taker choke slammed him out of his shoes. <laughs> you just see his <laughs> shoes go flying. But yeah, man, he was he was like the original hardcore legend and like when he did it it always meant something like there's there's guys that do it nowadays and it's just like okay there's just no meaning to that like you're just hitting somebody with a weapon to hit somebody with a weapon like right when he did something with a weapon it you felt it watching it like oh like yeah you know what i'm saying like and it was like purpose for everything not just because he wanted to use weapons or right. or something like that like him and mcfoley if you enjoy hardcore matches just go to YouTube and type in Terry Funk versus Mick Foley or Cactus Jack. Some of the best matches you'll ever see. Yeah. So him and Cactus Jack. Sadie's gone, but from yeah, the rivalry was crazy. Very much so. He uh, was in bad health though. I uh, uh, from what I heard, he like was struggling to move, couldn't really get around. He had canceled some appearances too for his health, kind of mm. recently. Yeah. Um. So that that one was a little more. It was like it still was a painful thing, but it was just like, okay, like you know, he's up there in age. It's a little more expected with you know right. how his uh, wrestling style was, but still, still a big loss, man. Huge, yeah, huge, man. Texas legend. He, uh, yeah, like you said, like that. Him and Cactus Jack, like that was just classic, like just beating the hell out of each other, like just yeah. doing the most wildest thumbtacks, just just wild stuff. Fire. Yeah, um, like, downstairs. They won the tag uh, WWF tag team championships at one point too. Yeah, that yeah, that and it makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Uh, those are legends, man. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Terry Funk and his family and all that. You know, uh, RIP to a legend. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of touch on so Bray Wyatt, man. That. Again, like you said, like it was just unexpected. Seeing it, I just didn't believe it, even when I saw it. Um, but we can kind of touch on like Bray Wyatt's like legacy and like his character work and all this stuff. Like it was funny, I was watching like a a moment Bray Wyatt's like moments. WWE has a great like playlist of like all the great moments or first of his career. And like seeing I didn't at the time I wasn't watching NXT like that when he debuted, it was like 2013 is like before I guess this is around the renaissance of like the golden era of NXT but like a little before and so I wasn't tapped in at that time but like seeing his like early character Bray Wyatt like it's just it was interesting like the same music but just didn't have the same swag didn't have his lantern yet you know was just kind of came out talking real crazy you know funny talking like real cryptic like he usually does and uh, but yeah, like watching that whole thing was super fun. That was a good experience. It reminded me of like, damn, he had all these damn moments. Like he was a big ass deal. Yeah, dude, his promo work was, um, like it's so a lot of people. I guess not a lot of people, but some people say like his promos always seem cryptic and it never seemed like there's a point. Yeah, but that was the point. Right. Like, yeah. He wanted you to try to figure out what he was talking about, but it was right. It wasn't like oh, I'm gonna fast forward this. Like it would still encapsulate you like yeah. whenever he would speak or cut a promo whenever he was on i was always like locked in tunnel vision right. um it's kind of a uh, creepy now but there's a i was watching the same thing the moments and there was a uh a promo he cut 
when he got called up to the main roster, like his very last appearance on NXT, mm-hmm. he said something along the lines of like, um, I may be leaving, but I'm not gone uh, totally. Yeah, like I'm not going to be gone forever or something like that. If you ever need me, just look up and follow the buzzards. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. I was like, bro, nah, you can't hit me with that now. Like, yeah, it's different <laughs> now. It's different Definitely. now. Yeah, like I was watching. Like his, I guess his first appearance was against uh, Kane when he yeah. like first showed up in the main roster, and like that was crazy and kind of forming the Wyatt family. And like, and that, and again, like that's my favorite Bray Wyatt. My favorite Bray Wyatt is Wyatt family, the Lantern. Like you said, going off in like these like rambles, but they aren't really rambling. Like he's yeah. really like cutting a promo. You just. If you lose, if you if you like blank out on a word or two, then you're like, oh shit, what is he talking about? You know, what I mean, you're lost at that point. But that's kind of how good he was at like putting stuff together. And um, but yeah, it was it was like the Wire family was great, man. So many great moments. We'll talk about some of our favorite moments later. But like his character work, bro. Like he he stayed in character at all times, um, bro. The dude don't miss when it comes to music. No, like. He might I was have listened to greatest... his theme songs earlier. Yeah. And like, yeah, dude. Oh, Don't, so like, good. Like the first one with the like the lantern. I, I remember one time he had the uh the entrance where the, the band actually played it live. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was fire, but the regular one, then the, the one with the fiend, that slaps. Mm-hmm. Like and then for a minute there, I think it was uh the first WrestleMania he faced John Cena. He had the choir come out and they started singing. He's got the whole world in his hand. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When he started incorporating that, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, chills yeah. every time. Just because, like, the way that they would sing that. Yeah. Anybody who knows that song, it's supposed to be kind of like, you know, cheery, gospel y type. Yeah. Thing, okay. But the way when how he did it, oh, yeah. goosebumps. No, it was really good, man. It was, and I think didn't he have like kids singing or something? Yeah, or something? it was a children's choir. Yeah, yeah. And then, like there was a cage match with him and Cena, and the kid, like the lights go out, and you just hear it, and it's just a kid on a microphone, just like staring at Cena singing. Yeah. He's got the whole world in his hands. I'm like, who's this kid? Like, yeah. this is it creepy. Freaked, boy. Yeah, <laughs> it freaked John Cena out too. Uh, but no, you're right. Like, um, the the Fiend one slaps. The first one slaps the whole uh, world in his hands. That was a cool add to it. And then um, finally, the one he had, like, in his latest run, like, that was a fire song. When that thing, yeah. that beat dropped, I was like, oh, shit. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. yeah, that just hit, bro. I was like, yep. hey. Uh, I'll be in the gym like, hey, let's go. Um, but, yeah, he, uh. Like it's just crazy. Like it's crazy to see somebody who had like so much control over the character. Like I'm sure he had yeah a ton of input on a lot of stuff he did, uh, for better or worse. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Bray Bray was top tier, man. And you know, I mean, you know how I used to whoop your ass in 2K with Bray. Yeah, I was gonna bring this up, and I knew you were gonna go that route. First of all, <laughs> I started using him. I would whoop your ass with him, and you're like, "Hold on!" And so you started using him, and then we had to go to a thing where, like, all right, neither of us can use Bray Wyatt, or somebody used him. The uh, next person could use him the next match. Like, you couldn't use him for two matches, or whatever. Like, that's how nah. much we both enjoyed him, liked him, and just mainly yeah. using him in the game. Like, just because it's finished. That's Sister Abigail. You get caught in that, bro. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, Sister Abigail was fire, bro. Because you could hit it from. <laughs> you could hit. Yeah, you could hit him like. <laughs> 
you know, just regularly hit it face to face. And then you could walk to the corner. He'd give you that, you know, that um, reverse yeah. thing he does. Yeah. That was fire. Um, yeah. But yeah, I used to smack you very wide consistently. Bro, he's just, he's too good. He's too good. I found a counter with him, though, with Shawn Michaels. I just kept hitting you with super kicks. Yeah, that's some bullshit because Shawn Michaels, like, they literally won't let you reverse Shawn Michael moves. Which is wild to me. Still a travesty. He's a goat, bro. We'll debate that later. We'll go into <laughs> WWE video games on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, shout out to Bray Wyatt, man. Outstanding legacy. Um, he had a short run, yeah, but it was a really impactful run. Like I said, like there's not too many character, not too many wrestlers who have like so much control over the creative, and he's one of those. You know what I mean? I feel like Vince and Triple H kind of like let him let him rock a little bit more than they get let other people, just because he was so like creative. Even like the, the comeback video, like even making it like some long form like comeback where he gave people codes, he gave people scan. Oh codes yeah, and the, all that uh, stuff. White Rabbit stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude, so good. It reminded so me of good. Undertaker. That's one of the things that like drew me to him was. Obviously, they're two completely different characters, but like just right. the similarities of doing the whole like mind games, like the lights cutting out, like right. that stuff is I I enjoy that stuff and because right. for me it helps build the story. Like if I'm beefing with you and you're having a match, I'm not just gonna let you go out there and wrestle your match and just not go right. try to do something. Like I'm trying to make you lose the match one or like mess with you enough to where you're gonna try come back and try to fight me. You know what I'm saying? And like. Right. So him doing that, like Taker used to do it all the time. The lights, you'd hear the, the gong and the lights would go out and the rest would be, yep. oh, where's he going? And sometimes he'd come out, sometimes he wouldn't. Right. Um, and it was like Brave kind of did the same thing with a lot of his characters was lights going out. You'd see him with the lantern, we're here, and then he'd blow it out. Yeah. Oh, dude, insane. But that's, that's mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons I, I liked him was just yeah. that stuff. And he's just so good with it. And like you said, the, that white rabbit stuff i was like oh it sucked yeah. me right back in yeah man it was crazy like it had the internet going crazy it was like oh there was a towel on the floor did it mean that bray wyatt put it there like it was just wild yeah. like everybody was assuming everything had to do with bray wyatt coming back yeah um, i think smackdown kind of missed stuff uh from the parts i saw of the, the backstage i would have had like the um the Firefly Funhouse puppets, like randomly. Mm-hmm. Remember how he used to do that? Oh yeah, like yeah, backstage yeah. Cedric's. It wouldn't be anybody he's messing with, like he's trying, he's fighting or feuding with, or whatever. Right. But you just see like the, yeah, you see the characters in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's interesting, man. They they definitely and like they were playing theme music. They were playing music during commercial breaks to get people ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, thoroughly thought out and I, and I really like that um and so yeah Bray Wyatt we'll talk about you know his top five moments later but um yeah he was all around he was a really good really good character obviously great guy unfortunately uh he's left us too soon R.I.P. um so not really a great way to segue <laughs> into the next thing but we'll uh so we'll talk about what's currently going on it was actually a really great tribute of SmackDown to Bray Wyatt this past week. And I thought I thought WWE WWE did a great job of like, you know, continue with the stories, but also like pay continue to like truly invest in paying tribute to Bray. 
you know, and um, they did with Terry Funk too. They had a the Street Profits and um, the uh, what are they called? Uh, Sheamus is a Butch and Ridge Holland. Oh, yeah, had a Terry Funk hardcore match. Yeah, um, which was pretty good. It wasn't great, but yeah, it wasn't hardcore. It wasn't very hardcore. No, they did they did a they had a table spot, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for what it was, what they were trying to do, like I appreciate it. I give it up to them. Yeah, I appreciate it. I definitely was like, we could have went more hardcore though. Uh, yeah, it definitely felt yeah. like uh, I don't know. I don't know if they they were just I don't know who produced yeah, that. Yeah, WWE's match, gotten a lot more strict though with their stuff, so I think they, they did have. the best they they could within what. Yeah, they could have they could have did some kendo sticks though. They could have. Yeah, that's know, true. They could have did. They could have did it. In a tasteful way, in a way that keeps everybody yeah. healthy, and like I know they were probably like, "All right, we ain't trying to get dudes hurt out here," but yeah, there's a way to do it. And if you tell the guys, "Hey, you're paying homage to Terry Funk," they're gonna be like, "All right, bro, we really got to do it. Like, forget help, forget all that. Like, we gotta yeah. pay respect to Terry Funk." So. Yeah, or they could have found. I, I'm sure there was two guys in the back that were more oh. to be like, "Yeah, yeah we'll do bro." It. Like it didn't like you said, like it ain't even gotta be a, t- a taxi match. Like it, I'm sure if they would have asked certain dudes, dudes would have been like, Oh hell yeah. Yeah. T V like, time, yeah, let's go. Exactly. Like it hit me with whatever. I'm on television. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um and so yeah, but um building for payback, which is our uh the upcoming WWE pay per view, so far the confirmed matches are uh, we got Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the World Heavyweight Championship. How do you feel about that matchup? I like it. If they do it not like they did Shinsuke AJ, it'll be really good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Kind of similar styles. Um, Shinsuke, I like Shinsuke in the ring. I like, I like, I love how he works. Seth, obviously, we all know is good at wrestling. So, mm-hmm. um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I don't know if Seth has dropped the title, but since they're bringing up his injury stuff, I'm wondering if they're gonna right. drop it to let him take time off to heal. Right, I I agree with that. That that like to bring that up, you got to bring that up for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I am interested. I will say, and I've talked to L about this, who's also guest on our podcast, but like Shinsuke just don't hit for me. Like he's, I see what people like about him, but his wrestling style, he's kind of like Riddle for me. I know Riddle not, is nice, but I need him to be a little more stiff. Like I, I need some of these kicks to be like a kick. I need some of these hits to be actually stiff. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I feel like they be, you know, and I get it. Like, and I get it for Shinsuke. Like his first night out, one of his first night outs, he almost killed John Cena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the, with the botched one of his botched moves, like and Vince, like was pissed at him, yeah. you know. So, so I get it, adjusting your style, but now the Triple H is here, like you see stiff wrestling. You see, a, if you watch a Sheamus match, like dudes is getting beat the is. hell up. Yeah, Gunther, all these guys beating the hell out of dudes. Yeah. So it's like, and that's not even Shinsuke ain't even doing chops, ain't doing up. I just need him to like, like even his finisher weak looks weak as hell. Like, it looks trash a lot of the time. When I know, looking at his previous work, even in NXT, like, he damn near take a dude's head off with that, you know, with that flying shin or whatever the hell. Um, yeah, so, I think Seth is a good opponent for him. I think you'll see a little bit more of that stiffer side. 
Right. Um, yeah. Because him, like Oscar, like when when they yeah when they when they get in the ring with the ones who aren't up to their level, they kind of hold back. Like you right. said, not wanting to hurt people. But I think him and Seth are gonna. He's gonna get that way with Seth because I think Seth can take it a little bit more and it's a little more right. fluid. So, I I I wouldn't be surprised to see him get stiffer with Seth. So that which is will be good. It'll make it good. And like you said, it, it, he needs to kind of up it, especially as a heel. Right. I think it'll help him be more comfortable with doing that. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, like you said, Seth really has never had a bad match with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to figure it out, especially if he's dropping the title. He's going to figure out a way to make Shinsuke look good. Um, I I don't know. I I I, I like kind of like the idea of the, him – of Seth losing the title, but I'm also like, all right, a Shinsuke title run. I don't know how I love that idea, honestly. But we'll see. Especially, and I, I guess I'd be cool if it's a villain. If it's a if it's a heel Shinsuke, I'd be interested in that. Like maybe even bring. I don't know. Do they cash do in? That. Huh? Do you think what What do you think about it going into a cash in? So like, Shinsuke wins, and then Priest comes oh, yeah. out to cash in. Damn, I didn't or even think Seth about that. wins and then Damien cashes in. Ah, they, they never really close that. Yeah, that's a good Which point. Because I mean, especially especially with the back thing, like you said, like it could be a thing where Seth wins, but his back's gotten beat up the whole match, right? He's he's barely limping out there, and then yeah, Damien comes out. The whole Judgment Day come out, you know, beat him up, help Damien get the belt. Because it sounds like their goal, at least what reports are, is their goal is to remove Damien from the Judgment Day, like have him go on his own, um, which I don't know if I love that idea, mm-hmm. but... Me either. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not a fan of that idea. I, I love I love what Damien's doing. I think I was not a believer in NXT. I'll be honest, was not... I just was never a believer. But this guy, I'm like, oh, okay, he's confident. He talks in the mic well, obviously can wrestle well. I'm like, cool, he fits perfectly with Judgment Day. So then to think to move him off, I'm like, I don't know about that, bro. We've seen that experiment. Yeah. Um, it wound up with him and Bad Bunny tag teaming. Exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, like don't, um, don't let my guys do that again, man. Come on now. Yeah, man. A very forgettable match with him and Sheamus at WrestleMania. Like, I'm good with that. You know, I'm good on that. But apparently that's their goal. So I could definitely see if Damian cashes in and wins it, how that can cause some some issues, and maybe JVD McDonough, you know, you're going to cause some more issues in there, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I, like you said, I don't know if I like that idea, though. I think I'd rather Finn go out yeah. than Damien. But also, if they're not going to go out, they need to stop doing the teasing of like uh, them not being on the same page. Like, yeah, bro. They you know, you're just... gonna, yeah, keep them together. Yeah. Scrap this whole we don't work well together thing. Yeah. If JD is going to be part of Judgment Day, let him be part of Judgment Day. Figure that out. Because, like, if they do it right, Judgment Day could fill in where the bloodline right. is going to leave off because that's almost starting to get to shambles now. But. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I mean, that's the goal. It sounds like that's the goal is for Judgment Day to be the next big faction, which is, I mean, they're almost already there. It's just they don't have that one moment yet that you could be like, oh, OK, they they arrived like they're here, um, yeah. which having the bell would definitely do that. But, so we'll see. Um, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke, we'll see how that goes. 
All right. Um, the WWE Women's Championship match. We have Rhea Ripley versus Raquel uh, Rodriguez. I always want to say Gonzalez. Um, how do you feel about that one? Um, I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be one of the better women's matches we've seen. I'm glad they finally have a direction for Rhea. Yeah. Um, and then, like, their match in NXT was really good. Yeah, it was. So, this one, I'm not, I'm, I expect nothing less. Like, that's, it's, I'm excited to see it. I'm first time in a while I've been interested for a women's match. Yeah. Well, are you anti women? No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, I, 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 I watch them. I enjoy watching women's matches, but other than Charlotte Rhea at Mania, this is like, it's going to be almost similar to Seamus Gunther. Like, it's just two bigger females, just stiff, hard hitting, slapping. Right. Like, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I'll say, like, yeah, it's probably the best match we've seen since, like, uh, Bianca and EO at Backlash or, like, um, it's been a minute, bro. Women's division fell off a little bit. Uh, some people blame Triple H for that. I can see their point. I also think the draft didn't do them any favors, to be honest. I think um, loading up Friday Night SmackDown and then leaving Raw bare bare bones, you know what I mean? And leaving Rhea to have to develop a bunch of, you know, new people or people that the, like people like Candice LeRae, who's amazing, but like they're having her job her out, you know what I mean? To Rhea, you know, which sucks. But Yeah, they need to build somebody to believably uh, right. make people think they can, that they'll be able to beat Rhea. Like Raquel, she has a size, so that's like okay. There's a chance right. like that's that's gonna be a good one. Uh, Liv Morgan, love it to death. Right now, she steps in the ring with Rhea. I'm calling the hospital immediately because exactly. she's probably walking out. I'm calling police. Yeah, because there's gonna be a like, crime that occurs. Yeah, um, yeah. it's gonna be similar to what Rhea did to Zelina Vega. Right, but there's like they have people. Piper Niven. I don't know why they put her with Chelsea Green. Bro. That would have been. Like great, that would have been a great person. The crowd can get behind her, and then it makes Rhea look good, and Rhea can pick her up and slam her and all this yeah. other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think they have too many big heels, women yeah. on Raw. They need to build right. a strong baby face. Indy Hartwell might not be a bad idea. I think Indy has a chance. I think once she gets there, and like they actually show her and don't show her as like a jobber, but like. You know, show her progressing because Indy's a likable person. The, she got she got over it, obviously in NXT. You know, yeah. so um, I'm excited for this one. I think Raquel's really good. I know the internet doesn't love her, but I think Raquel's talented. I think, like you said, her in I wish she would have been introduced to the main roster like she was in the NXT, where she was someone's like muscle. And, yeah, she and came everything. in just destroying people. Where yeah, yeah exactly. WWE, she came in and she was like. Oh hey, I'm here. Where yeah, instead of like, yeah, yeah, instead of running in, she could still, I mean, still smile, be a babyface, but like running, cause chaos, destroy. Right. Like hey, I'm here. Yeah, my, exactly. My town now. Yeah, man. Like I, I really, I wish they would have did that. Like I really do, because I think, and I think that might have been more Vince at that time, just because he was like, oh, I'm trying to get. Like, you know, Vince, if you're if you're a Mexican or anything, like he'll put you, he will throw you in the spotlight, whether you're wear, ready for it or not. Um, and she's ready for it. It's just like I think if you would have put her as like Bailey's muscle or 
you know, somebody's like, you know, person they go to to try to get out of situations. Like she would have, like you said, she would have walked in, murdered a couple girls and left, you know? Yeah. Like she kind of is now. Like she's a baby face, but she's also like, don't fuck with her or yeah. snap your leg. Exactly. Yeah. And that's my thing is like, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see them go at it. I think they're going to prove a lot of people wrong. I think some people shit on Rhea's title reign. I get it. But I'm also like, Rhea's the most relevant women's champion we've had since Becky Lynch's run. You know what I mean? So, like, why are we doing this whole thing where we want her to go out there and have 20 minute matches with fucking, you know, Natalie? <laughs> you know, Natalie. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Like, what do we do? We want, want somebody's relevant, or do we just want them to just, you know, week to week be kind of just wrestling random ass matches? Right. That's it. They, they've booked themselves, or not booked themselves, but they've got themselves in a corner because they have their top baby face in Becky going against Trish Stratus. Yeah. Who could barely cut a promo in her hometown. Right. Yeah. Facts. I mean, actually, I don't think she's from Quebec, but like Canada's Canada. Like, right. It's the same thing, just different name. But right, yeah. Like she could barely cut a promo there. I'm like, and you're you're gonna put her in a cage, like, yeah. I when agree. Rhea is struggling, like she's doing well for herself with the Judgment Day stuff to like make sure she's still relevant and like, hey, I'm mm. I'm gonna destroy anybody put in my path. But they could have had something for her with Becky, especially when Seth was when they had the stuff with Seth. Yeah, they already did it once. Like we all know that her and and Seth are married. Like, let Becky come help Seth have uh deal with the Rhea problem. Like that would be dope. That would be dope. I actually like that idea. Um, apply for the creative team already, man. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I definitely I need to join creative. <laughs> <laughs> no facts. Uh, they need to hire us. Get us in there, but. Yeah, the Becky Trish thing is going too long. I do think they're trying to keep Becky busy, like keep her busy till around WrestleMania season. Then they're gonna run the Rhea versus Becky thing because that's like WrestleMania worthy to me. So I could see them trying to keep her away busy. I think that's what they're kind of doing with Gunther too. Like, let's keep you over here because we yeah. know if you as soon as you lose that belt, like there's no like there's no reason you shouldn't be champion. <laughs> Yeah, like let's just keep you busy. Let's just keep you over here doing your thing. Um, so I think that's why they're hesitating. I do think Becky versus Trish, like it's it got to end. Like we got to get this shit out the way. You yeah, know what I'm please, saying? Please, like, I beg you. <laughs> yeah, like have Becky do this. I tell you, a long program with somebody who's actually developing. She can beat them, but then it actually makes that person look good. Whereas this is just like. All right, bro. Like Trish trash, she's trash in the ring, and again now she can't even do promos like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting with that. All right. Uh, then we got Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the U.S. title. Be honest with you, I don't give a damn about this match. Same. Um, I love Rey. I but the U.S. title has been they dropped the ball. They started to like I give them the the E for effort, but yeah, they I I just think they went too many wrong directions with theory and it killed him yeah i agree and having ray win it if that if santos would have won it would have been different yeah would have. but it sh- probably should have been la night yeah that's what, and that's the thing like if you're not gonna go with santos 
which may have been a, a out of nowhere decision, but it doesn't sound like it was. And so now I'm like, all right, it should have been Santos or it should have been LA Knight. Like one of the two, you should have LA Knight defend. But I'm also kind of okay with the LA what where LA Knight is going. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. okay with that. But yeah, like in this match, I'm not the biggest Ray Mysterio fan. I get why people like him though. He's a legend. We get it. And then versus theory, no one like no one cares, really. You know what I mean? They want to see him lose, but they also don't care. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of a bad situation to be in. Like to me, you either need to you should have had Waller win it or somebody who could improve this thing. And maybe it is Ray wins it and then Waller comes in, Grayson Waller comes in and, and defeats him and has the belt. I don't know. But um yeah, it, this this match is gonna be one that I do not care about at all. Yeah, same. Uh, which sucks because I very much enjoy Rey Mysterio, big fan. But honestly, like looking back on the stuff since he's come back, since after Dom, hasn't been the greatest. Like they brought the LWO back, cool. And it's like, okay, it looks like we're kind of pushing them. But now it almost seems like they're going to turn Santos on Ray. I, I hope that ha- what happens. Like, I really do. But then I you break it. up the LWO. Like, they were only here for, like, two weeks. You don't need to break them up. Keep Santos as the leader of the LWO. Kick Ray out of the LWO. Like a day with Edge? Like a day with Edge <laughs> in Judgment Day? Exactly. Okay. It's literally what happened to WCW. Well, well, Ray never... Ray eventually joined um, LWO, but it was literally LWO with Eddie Guerrero punking and bullying uh, Rey Mysterio. And this, you could just have Santos be the leader of the LWO. Be like, nah, we're we done with this friendly shit. We're actually, we're gonna, you know, and then cause issues. And they can even partner with the Judgment Day. Like, hey, man, y'all need some, you know what I mean? Work together to make Ray's yeah. life miserable, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I hope that's the direction it goes. Uh, if that's what the whole, like, you know, Santos can't go tonight, so Ray has to take a spot. If that's what that was for, okay, cool, fine. Um, but this is this is gonna be a this is gonna be a bathroom break match. Yeah, for get up, make my food. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right. Lastly, and I think they're gonna add more matches to the card. I'm hoping they add maybe a tag team titles match. Um, to this card, I'm hoping they add a match for EO, hopefully. Um, shit. Hopefully, I mean, you know, I hope Gunther and uh, Chad Gable get added to this card, but they might. Sometimes with them, they fuck around and add it to a a Monday Night Raw main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hopefully Gunther and Gable do. I think these this next week, Friday, with it, like with everything that happened after Raw this past yeah. week with the deaths and stuff like that, I think it kind of pushed back their plans of announcing more matches. Right. Um, so I think the, this next week, Monday and stuff like that, we'll see more get announced. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and then lastly, the the last confirmed match we have is the Miz versus LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a match I'm hella excited for. I, I I love that they're doing this program. Like it's the perfect fuck. Like it's the perfect, <laughs> you know. Uh, person here in the garden is literally the opposite of him. Um, but in the same vein, like a promo guy, he's good in the ring, but he's known as a, as a talker, you know what I mean? And that's kind of LA night too. So 
Uh, are you excited for this matchup? Well, let me talk to you, Willis. <laughs> let me give you this. Yes, I love. I'm on the LA Knight train, um, and I'm gonna give the Miz credit too. Like, just they're both making it important. Like Miz is going on like teams. Either doing the TMZ spot where like Miz is talking mess about him and like right. calling him like the flash in a pan, like yeah. which. Everybody, you see it on the internet. People are like, "Oh, like what's gonna happen when they WWE actually does something with them?" And then you guys are gonna turn on him. Like, right? Miz is basically speaking for half the IWC when he says, "Like, oh, it's this is what's gonna happen." Basically, right. calling the IWC out. Yep. Um, so kind of bringing that real life into the story, and it's like it's it's the builds been really good, and then the yep. promo that Ellen Knight cut on Friday. Um, oh man, I don't know if you saw it, dude. Yeah, I saw it. The way he ended it, yeah, bro. I was, <laughs> I was ready to, to go. I was like, all right, here we go. Let's yeah. get it on right now. Um, yeah, so I'm ex- very excited to see that one, and then where they go from that as well. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, they're making it feel important. This feels more important than a. This feels more important than some of the championship matches that are going on. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Like they don't. I. I I've waste so much breath telling people this because I feel like a lot of people on the internet are like, oh, this guy has to have a title or he has to have a title for it to be important. It doesn't. Right. If you go back and watch like Attitude Era stuff, 90% of the matches and the stories didn't have a title. Undertaker, mm-hmm. Mankind, and Hell in a Cell wasn't for a title. Right. It was one of the yeah. bigger matches on the card. Like Matches, it doesn't always have to have a championship to be important. It's a, how those two people make it. Yeah. You know, and like the story and the build and like if it feels important, it's gonna be important. Championship exactly. or not championship. Like and that's what this like you said, that's what this feud has is is it feels like a championship caliber match with no championship on the line. Exactly. So. Yeah, it, it feels like a honestly, like I don't want to say main of uh, WrestleMania level match, but like both have such Miz has built in star power, right? He has years of credibility and star power, Hollywood level star power. And then LA Knight obviously has the star power he's gotten. So yeah, it just feels like, damn, like this could be SummerSlam. This could be, you know, Royal Rumble, you know, a big pay-per-view level match. So I'm hoping this lasts for a while, not not too long, obviously, but um. Yeah, I like the promos they cut against each other one on one. The cut promos, like you said, that promo we paid tribute to Ray Wyatt, like that was fire. But still kept it progressing towards the storyline. That's that's really good stuff. Like not many people can do that, you know. And so yeah, I'm I'm, in, I'm very much interested in this, in this. I remember when we did our um, was it what was the last? Was it SummerSlam? Yeah, SummerSlam. Uh, review we were just talking about how like all right i hope this is the thing like i hope this lasts i hope this is the thing and it's delivered so far and i think it's going to continue to so um yeah that one i'm really excited for we'll see where it goes but i'm definitely tuning in for that one um all right now we're going to talk about our top five bray our top five favorite bray wyatt moments um Brace had a lot of cool moments, and some of them, and a lot of them don't have anything to do with a title, uh, like you talked about, make yourself feel important. A lot of them have nothing to do with a title. Some of them do, but at least for mine. So it'll be interesting kind of um, how we feel about R. So, Pat, I'll let you go first. Um, you're number five. All right, number five. So 
you you hit me with moments, so I did like a mixture of like not just matches, like you said, like there was stuff that he had that wasn't even matches, like there was just promo stuff like that. So I went there's it's like half half ish. Um yeah. but one of my favorite things, my number five was uh the Firefly Funhouse stuff. Like a lot a lot of people didn't like it because I felt that was too, too cartoony. Yeah. But I thought it was I thought it was done really well. Like he you could see the creativity in him yep. come out in that stuff. And it's like it like he was a lot of the stuff he was just talking to puppets and he yeah. was like it it just kept me entertained. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like I, I definitely enjoyed that stuff and then like you you would just see it in the background of uh backstage random times you'd see like the pig or the yeah. buzzard or whatever like the rabbit like it was so that that yeah that those promos and vignettes and stuff were some of my favorite and that was like the fiend stuff too so yeah um the care the fiend character i didn't like too much but like when he was doing the firefly funhouse stuff and like almost talking like the fiend was a completely different person he's like you don't want to yeah. make him angry and i was like this man really believes it's two different people Bruh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's true um Firefly Funhouse. It was it was interesting to me, um, but yeah, like you said, you could tell like that that was all him. Like he had control over all of that. He got to say how it was gonna be, what it was gonna look like, visuals, all that stuff. Because you can like nobody else is coming up with that. You know what I'm saying? I had to be the individual involved doing that. So um, that was very cool. Um, so my number five is in the the it was the in 2015 Survivor Series. It was the Wyatt family versus the Brothers of Destruction with Taker and um, Kane. And that was just fun to see. Just like to see, like, because Kane was like going up against the Wyatt family, outnumbered, getting jumped, and then Taker showed up. You know what I mean? And that kind of led to the whole Bright Wyatt versus Taker thing. But yeah, man, like that match was really fun to see. You know what I'm saying? Um, you kind of had the most mystical. Like people all in the ring at one time, you know what I mean? Kane yeah. Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, so that was fun. Yeah, that was a uh, one of my honorable mentions. Um, yeah, was the stuff he did with Taker. Uh, very cool, very cool stuff. Like you said, I I remember watching that match, and I was like, holy, like hoping we would eventually get to Taker Bray. Right, uh, but yeah, because they came in and attacked Kane on their debut, mm. and I think they went away from him for a little bit, and then they went yeah. back. Right. Him, and then like Taker joined, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" Right, like two teams that like people love when Kane and Undertaker team up, and then obviously yep. they're really loving the Wyatt family at that point. And I was like, "This is gonna be sick." Yeah, it is really cool, and, and that's kind of is. I think that's the time when like Braun Strowman like first showed up. Um, so he was like, you know, the biggest dude in the room, which is not the case usually when you have Taker and Kane involved. You know, um, yeah. So that kind of kicked off that off. Um, what is your number four? Um, the uh, I don't remember what year it was, but it was the Elimination Chamber match when he won the title for the first time. Oh, okay, yeah, that whole match, twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah. So yeah, um, because he wound up pinning John Cena and AJ Styles in that match. Yeah, like two. Bonafide legends, both will be yep. in the Hall of Fame probably when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, and at that point, people were just like begging for him to win a title because he was yep. red hot. 
Um, and him actually winning the title and the crowd just going bananas was really yeah. cool. Yeah, I agree. And especially, like, because Cena wasn't even, like, like you said, like, it was Cena first who, who he got out and then AJ. So, like, that Cena pin, like, that hit different just because, like, at that point, Cena was kind of, people were like, Jesus, anything but Cena at this point. Like, like Cena bet not win another title, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think sorry. it was either him or AJ who was the champion at that time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Bray won it from from them. Yeah. Yeah, is that was a really cool moment. Um I actually had that on my list as well. Um but okay, number 4 for me, you spoke about Firefly Funhouse. The ma- the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania with him and John Cena. Yeah, that no, that was, one of my honorable mentions. That loved it. Yeah. That was fire, bro. I did not think I would like that match at all. I was like Bro, 2020, like, we brought some weird-ass things into wrestling, and this is not one of the good ones. But honestly, it was fire, bro. Like, <laughs> like Cena in the NWO. Yeah. Cena, you know, was fighting, was punching Bray, and then he's, like, visualizing, like, all the all the times he's got he's lost or had, like, devastating losses in his career, like the Brock and said, like all these people, you can tell like, okay, he's punching Bray, but he's really like letting out some frustrations. You know what I mean? It was just a very like forward thinking, like very mental, you know, it's a movie essentially. Yeah. Um, that was so good. I think that was the same time the Vince puppet was like, this is good shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, exactly. that's one of my favorite, favorite moments. Uh, from yeah. that, but yeah, that whole effort. Like when I, I remember, I watched that match twice. The first time I watched it, I was like, "What are we doing?" And then when I watched it back, I was like, "Oh, okay." So he's like making John go back and seeing like what it would be like if he turned heel, his yeah. failures, like his reliving his debut, like mm-hmm. making him go back through all his stuff, and like this is where because ultimately leading to where how Cena got to that point. Right. You know, exactly. like it's, oh, it's just so it's a chef's it's, kiss. Like bro, uh, it, it felt like a a comic book where like the 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 you know the Joker's taking Batman through all his shit. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I loved it, it. Yeah, and it's just like it felt like that. It felt like the the villain is taking the the uh, good guy through all of his past to try to like you know defeat him, and um and I mean the fiend you know shows up at the end and he does defeat him. So yeah, as Bray uh, Wyatt, as Bray Wyatt is counting. Yeah, Bray Wyatt is the Bray. one counting. Yeah. <laughs> Firefly Funhouse, Bray's counting. That's exactly right. Yeah, it was just a fun, interesting match. Like it was a movie, literally. And it, and, it, and like you said, like they were aware, like they they touched on stuff that people. Were, like wondered about, but it was like ah, uh, you know, it never obviously never happened. Uh, the NWO part, I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because that that was the like Tim turning heel part, obviously. Cause exactly. That's how Hogan turned heel was doing the NWO. So right, a lot of people compared Cena to Hogan, like oh, and you're mm-hmm. like you can't be a heel. He's always, you know, eat your vitamin, say your prayers or whatever. So right, that's yeah, uh beautiful just, masterpiece. Uh, Bro, you think about it now, it's just like, God, dog, how did you put all that together? How's this? If I'm teaching like a video production class, I'm showing yeah. them that. No, facts. Like, facts. I, I'm like, 
you guys may not like this it may like be fake or whatever to you but i want you to look at what video editing creativity like yep this is a good example yeah i agree that, that's it's just so good man it's it's wild that they put that together now um okay but what was your number three um so my number three was the whole his whole like Randy Orton thing. So like there was a time in twenty sixteen oh, yeah. when they were Orton was in the Wyatt family. Like they won the tag team championships, and it was one of those that like everybody knew. Okay, Orton's doing it. He's gonna turn on him, but it just right. like it never happened. Yeah, it never happened. And then they wound up facing each other at WrestleMania that year for the title. That match was kind of weird because it was like mm-hmm. they would try to do some like special effect type stuff with it. Yeah. Um. But that whole like just that whole story was good, and then the latest stuff like the endish of the fiend where Orton they like set him on fire like yeah the whole uh, fiend and Alexa Bliss and stuff like that right that was also really good. So like yeah. both his story stuff with uh, his feuds with Orton were really good to me. Yeah, man. Twenty sixteen, low key, man. That's a really good year. That was a really good year for the WWE. Like. There's a lot of good stuff happening with, during that time, and like, yeah, like you said, one of that was one of them. I remember, like, tapping back in. I'm like, what the hell is Randy Orton doing in the wife? Like, I just didn't understand it at all. Like, and yeah. he was he was selling it for real. Like, he was standing there just like all the other Wyatt family members would do, and Bray would kind of step forward as the leader. And yeah, like you said, like the whole time you're like, all right, when is he about to RKO this dude? Like, like when is it coming? You know, and, and, and like you said, it didn't come. And, um, yeah, that was a really cool run. Um, definitely unexpected. Um, my number three uh, is a caveat to this, but mine is the whole, the whole, not the whole, but the beginning of the Fiend run, like in 20, what was it, 18, 19? I think 19. Um, I'm not the biggest Yeah, fiend. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Like pre COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's like end of 2019, end of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like he went and did Hell in a Cell. Oh, no. It might have been early 2019 because that's when he beat Goldberg for the title, right? That's right. Because he. Yeah, because he beat him. He beat Finn. He beat um, Hell in a Cell. He beat Daniel Bryan. He beat a few different people. Um, But that run, although looking back on it, I'm like, I don't think it did any favors to the people he actually went up against. Like, I think it kind of made them look bad. Um, the Fiend, like, just no-selling everything and just, you know, looking like this, like, mythical figure, yet Roman Reigns just spears him once and he's done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was yeah. kind of a, a weird thing. But I remember when I remember when people were posting videos when the Fiend's first entrance, like, first legitimate entrance, bro, and that music, you got to hear the full song. Mm-hmm. People was going crazy. Like that's and his that lamp. Yes. Yeah. And, and it just and it had the lamp with Bray's like a mouth. Yeah, with the head on it. Bro, I bro. was like, stop. <laughs> bro. It, it took it to a, a level. You were just like, oh yeah. shit. Like I yeah. see why this is a like a whole thing. I'm not I might love it or not, but like I get it. Like it, yeah. it feels important. You know what I'm saying? Um, the let me in that, that was a nice run right there. Um, again, that's one of my only critiques of the whole Bray run. It was just like nobody usually benefited going up against the Fiend, 
um, like, you know, even Seth Rogers talked about how, like, it was very difficult going up against him because you can't really do anything. You're not cutting a promo against somebody in one-on-one every week wrestling. Like, you're doing 10-minute segments where the guy fakes he's going to come out, the lights turn off, turns back on, and it's red lights. And, you know what I mean? It's just it's kind of hard to sell that. You know, it's not your regular, like, one-on-one battle type of thing. Um, yeah, and I think I that's think, also what happened with LA Knight too. Yeah, I think they should have used the fiend as more of like a once in a lifetime, like not a lifetime, but like once he's like you face Bray Wyatt, the fun house Bray Wyatt, and then you know you beat him down and beat him down, and then that last match you get the fiend, mm-hmm. and you know the, then the fiend goes over, but like you couldn't, the fiend shouldn't have been booked in any championship angles, right. It should have stayed away from certain people. Yep. Um, or and I was thinking about because when I was going through the top five moments and just kind of just thinking about Bray's character and his career, um, it got me thinking. Go if you, I feel like if you watch back and watch the Undertaker stuff, mm. I don't know if he ever actually lost clean early in like the early like in the 90s, like it right. was always some kind of like squirrely finish like when right. it was him and hbk in the first hell in a cell match kane came out yep. um and then like other losses like he had, got hit by a chair or it was like four or five people came out to help the person beat him you know right which like if they would have done that with a fiend i'm like okay that makes sense right. um and it's like certain opponents though like it's away from if it was if seth didn't have the title it would have been like okay cool like right. that it would have probably gone over a little bit better right. um but yeah i i agree the the fiend character was seemed like it was very hard to work with and i think they kind of like booked themselves into a corner with some of the stuff yeah i definitely agree like making yeah it just made big time wrestlers not look great like daniel bryan and the like we got the hog time match or whatever that strap like, match yeah yeah strap match yeah it was just like you're not making your best life. You guys look good. And I, they don't even seem like they like going up against this, like going in, the, in this mythical. I feel like people, when they went up against Undertaker, they were like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm going up against this mystical force. But I know once we get in the ring, like it's just going to We're just going to be wrestling. We're going to be yeah, doing our and, thing. Right. And Taker also sold. And now that's exactly the like the fiend never really sold. Like you At can, all. you can be a monster and just like get hit and just kind of like shake it off. Right, you know what I mean, like, oh, you hit me, not just get hit and stand there. And right, like, exactly. Okay, so clearly the only time I can do anything to you is if I have a chair or a weapon in my hand. Yeah, it makes you so, look like a uh, idiot. You know what I mean? It makes yeah. you doesn't you don't look good at all. So, um, I agree with that. Um, Taker definitely made it to where it was like, oh, okay, this person's still human. Like this person still, you know, could take a blow, take some damage. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, um, that was like my main run. What What's your number two? Uh, the Wyatt family versus Shield, like the bro. Match. That's that's my number two. <laughs> uh, but hey, we're on the same page. Great minds think alike. Um, but yeah, that whole like the match they had and the build because at that point they were the two like biggest factions. Yep. And so everybody was like, "Oh, we want to see it," and then. Mm-hmm. Rarely WWE gives it to you, and they gave it to us, and we're like, yep. "Oh shit!" Right, like, and that that match was a good one too. It really was. It oh. really was. They, bro, the Shield, low key, bro. They had some 
bangers as far as like three on three, six man tags, like yeah, them versus the Y family, them versus Evolution, yeah, like fire. Uh, but yeah, Y family versus the Shield again, like you said, especially during that time, that was a very like Vince was just like fuck y'all, like I don't give a damn, yeah. <laughs> whatever y'all like, I'm gonna <laughs> do the absolute opposite of it. Yeah, and I and I want you to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my man so, was sitting yeah. on sitting on billions. Like, okay, cool. You're so paying exactly. money to come see my shows. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he actively made it to where, oh, y'all want to see that thing? Oh no, we're not doing that thing ever. Like, we're gonna yeah. hit at it too. We're gonna hit. Like, we're gonna do yeah. it. Yeah, we're not gonna do it. Yeah. Vince was <laughs> uh, way too good at that. Yeah, Vince was in his bag during that time, as far as like pump faking on on robberies. So, um, but no, getting that. It just like like you said, like it was a really fun match. The Shield's great to work with. I mean, other than Moxley, but um, as far as like in ring stuff is great. And then, yeah, man, I and I think the Y family in general overall is underrated as far as like Luke Harper. He was oh. really good in the really Bro, good clothesline. Bro, I remember Cody used to play with him when we played WWE. Oh, yes, and right. just run at us and just close on. I'm like, bro, leave me alone. Yeah, bro. Cody would always get the big dudes off. and just cause chaos. Like, Cody, yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, bro. You run like you'd be like over here in the corner beating your dude up. You're like, all right, bet, cool. You turn around <laughs> and just fucking just a clothesline takes your head off. You're like, God dang, like, yeah, what did I do, fam? <laughs> uh so yeah, Luke Harper's great. What was my guy? Eric Eric uh, Rowan. Eric, Eric Rowan was good. Like he's a good wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and they remind you kind of an old school, like, and they were really good, like character work. Like they didn't talk. They just put in there and beat dudes up. Yeah. You know? They knew their role. Like Bray did all the talking. Mm-hmm. Luke, Luke and Eric were just a muscle. Exactly. And that's the crazy thing. And they like Bray, I mean, uh Braun didn't show up at the time, but like later iteration was like he was like, oh, man, that's an impressive-looking group. And then the lights go off, come back on, and then Braun's standing there. You're like, God, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. where the hell are you where putting they... these dudes at? Right. I remember we used to say that about Arkansas Tech, because, like, every year they had a yeah. seven-footer. I was like, Willis, yeah. where are they getting these guys? <laughs> bro, it was a factory. It was a <laughs> right. freaking factory of them, bro. Like, all of them got long beer. I'm like, where the hell are you making these dudes at? <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, that you're right though. Like that match was crazy. That, yeah, it's my number two. Also, that match was fun. I I want to rewatch it all the way. I watched like a lot of clips of it. I want to rewatch that one in the Shield versus Evolution. I rewatched like last year. A oh, hell of a good time. Yeah, I watched um when I was looking at uh, the Bray Wyatt moments. I got in a rabbit hole, and one of them was the Shield versus Evolution match. And it yeah. was just like clips, and then I I forgot Seth jumped off of the stage set yeah. onto onto the guys. And I was yeah. like, bro, what are what were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was that was good. That yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go back and rewatch that as well, probably. Yeah. Yes. Back then, Seth was on some like cruiserweight, like do whatever I have to, you know, jump off of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now he's a little more like all right. I take care, you know. I mean, I'm not wilding as much as I used to, you know. Right, facts. Uh, um, but yeah, that was really good. Um, what's your number one? Um, so this is a little uh pre uh I don't even know what the word is. Just just as a heads up for this, it's, I know it's not a great match, 
Nobody really liked it. It was really done poorly. Oh, but don't you dare. Okay, go but ahead. No, no, go no. Ahead. There's a there's a reason for it. There's and it's not necessarily the match itself, but it's uh, um, Royal Rumble from this past year, right? Him and LA Knight, uh, which wound up being his last match of his career. The reason for me, why I have it number one, uh, is because I was actually there live. So okay. I got to see the last match live. So, like, okay, all right. As, as much okay. as it was not a good match at all, and even live, I was just like, I couldn't see really anything because everything was dark. Like, yeah, used the black lights or whatever, and it was like not. Not the greatest, but the fact that it was his last match and I saw it live, it just like made it a little more special to me. Yeah. Um so yeah, that that would be something that I uh I hold going forward is I saw his last match live. Gotcha. Okay. I respect it. I mean your feelings are valid. I mean, although it is a wild uh number one, but I get it. Like it's not necessarily the, the match didn't make it number one. It was more of the yeah uh, circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I mean, again, like I said, that match was awful. I remember watching. It, what are we doing here? But um, but yeah, like you said, it's the last one. It has some significance to it, um, and you know, it's LA Knight who you know at the time wasn't obviously who he is now, but people were like, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know what I mean? At least the, the casual public was. So, um, but yeah, okay. It makes sense. Uh, my number one, you mentioned it. It was uh, when he won the title in 2017 at Elimination Chamber. It was just a – it was like Elimination Chamber is sometimes like extremely hit or miss, especially these late – late like lately, you know what I mean? Because you don't usually get the number one championship in the actual Elimination Chamber match. Usually it's like the secondary title. But in this case, like, it was the big title. It was some of the biggest names in the company at the time, which is not also rare in Elimination Chambers nowadays. And, man, dude, like, it was so good. Like, um, like you said, hit the, hit the sister Abigail to, to – no, actually, I think Cena got him up for the FU um, – and then Bray Counter hit him with the sister Abigail, pins him. AJ's about to hit him with the phenomenal form, catches him, hits him with the um, sister Abigail. And which uh, we can talk about that. Sister Abigail appreciation moment. Yes. Uh, amazing finisher. Amazing. One of the man. greatest. Uh, yeah. One of the greatest finishers I think I've seen, especially when you're playing the video game. Oh, man. Classic. You got, you got caught in that as a wrap. It was a wrap. That's why I love. I mean, I love Jay White of uh, Bullet Club. I got my Bullet Club shirt on. Bullet Club, Bang Bang Gang. Uh, but he calls his the Blade Runner. Like it's a fire. It's just a fire move. You know what I mean? It looks great. Um, and because remember, I remember when uh, Bray used to like talk about his sister Abigail and like would actually mention his promos and whatnot. Um, and I was yeah, like, what the hell is Abigail? Right, people were trying to guess, like, oh, they're going to bring somebody in to be Sister Abigail? Yeah. It was always like, uh, this person is uh, rumored to be Sister Abigail. But yep. there, it was nobody, and he would just, like, talk about it. And so he, yeah. everybody was like, all right, when is Sister Abigail coming? And, like, she never came. Right. And they yeah. were like, oh, Alexa Bliss is Sister Abigail. And she never really actually was Sister Abigail. Right. Um, right. It was, yeah, man. And then he used to, the, the, oh, so good. Yeah, it was really good. 
Um, but yeah, when he won the title, it was just a great moment. Uh, like you said, like he kind of already he hit his peak as far as like popularity goes. Like, he was killing it, and so to see him get the big belt, which they don't usually put on like guys like that, it was really cool to see. Especially Elimination Chamber. So it's a fun match, an exciting match. I wish it was used as more of a priority sometimes, but like it used to be back in the day. When back in the day, like all right, you had the biggest names in the company in the Elimination Chamber match, you know. Um but yeah, that's my number one Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt moments. Uh, any other like wrestling thoughts or any other things you've been interested in as far as the wrestling world? Um, NXT's been on a little hot streak recently. Uh, yeah. I like the trick. Williams kind of want to go out on his own. Yep. I'm interested in yep. how that's going to work. Um uh, Mello, I was one of the other one of my matches of the week was Mello and Wesley. Oh yeah, um, that was really good. You're right. That was a good one. Yeah. Um. Uh, other than that, man, just hopefully no no many no more wrestlers die for a while. Yeah. You know, I hate hearing those, especially now we're getting the parts of ones that like before it was like guys that I never really saw. You know, it was like yeah. before I like was either was born before I like got into it. Like remember yeah. watching a lot of it. And now it's starting to become guys that like I've seen wrestle or I know about, and it's like oh, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, but now you're right. NXT. I saw an article um on what culture, uh, and they were talking about like ten reasons to give NXT a chance, a second chance. You know, because you know, like you like they said, like so many people left once it became you know. When it wasn't black and gold anymore, and even before that, a little bit, like, I guess, pandemic era, they left. Um, yeah. but like, no, this, and I said it before on my podcast, like, NXT's cooking right now. They got a lot of the UK guys who came over from NXT UK are killing it, and then you know, they have some great homegrown with Bron, uh, with um, Bron Breaker, Mello, Trick Williams, you know what I'm saying, uh, Creed Brothers. They got a bunch of countless just uh, really good talent. But then the UK has definitely taken it to another level with uh, Tyler Bate, uh, Dragunov, you know, a lot of guys like that. So, um, They're going to start was, doing a Heritage Cup yeah, tournament sometimes. Too, tournament. Yeah. That's going to be dope. And I'm, I'm interested to see William. I really like William Regal's son in the little matches I saw of his mm-hmm. with Dempsey. So I'm like, all right, I want to see this dude again. You know what I mean? See him get down a little bit. Yeah. We got to figure out when that is. We do a, a bracket, bracket challenge. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We definitely need to. Um, and so, yeah, I would definitely say Tuesday nights, if you want to watch wrestling, check out NXT. Like, they killing it right now. And that, and I've kind of talked about it, but, like, it's a beautiful mix of, like, NXT gold and black where it's, like, great matches with, like, actually good wrestlers. But then also, like, a little more WWE in it, where it's, like, actual characters and actually, like, developing people, you know, younger people, you know, and not, you know, old 40-year-old dudes who are just randomly in NXT, you know? Yeah. Um, so they're actually giving some young talents, and that way they're more ready. The call-ups lately have been, been killing it, you know, just because they're more ready. Um, but, yeah, folks, that is our episode. Uh, again, R.I.P., Terry Funk, R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. And um, yeah, wish, you know, praying for the family and everything. And uh, until next time, we out.